opening up to the book of Acts chapter 2. Thank you, Pastor Philip. Amen. John, thank you so much. After the resurrection of Jesus, amen, we know that he spent time with his disciples. And something powerful happened, of which we're going to be talking about over the course of this week and next week. Amen. But I want to do things a little bit retroactively. I want to uh, uh, read a little bit about the end from the beginning. Amen. And then next week we'll see as how the Lord leads us. But the title of this message, amen, if you were here this past Wednesday for the Bible study, amen, we talked about two words. And I want to uh, let you know that the title of, those, of, of what we studied, amen, last uh, Wednesday is also the title of this message. And it's called Cause and Effect. Amen. Cause and effect. And we're going to start in Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 40. And we're going to read to the conclusion of that chapter. It reads like this, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, saying, And with many words he testified and exhorted them. This is Peter. Amen. Saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Amen. Once again, the title is Cause and Effect. Cause and Effect of uh, uh, something is something, praise God, that, that we're going to talk about this morning. Amen. I want to talk with you, amen, over the course of this week and next week, specifically over, over that exact theme, Cause and Effect. Amen. You might notice that on the church calendar next week, next Sunday, is what is called Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday, 50 days after the resurrection, amen, uh, the Bible shares in the book of Acts uh, in chapter 1 and chapter 2 that Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, specifically in chapter 2, proclaimed the gospel as never before. It was the day, praise God, when the gospel was proclaimed in the most mighty way immediately, immediately after the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Never, never doubt that the power of God can fully restore a man, a man or a woman of God, because Peter is the perfect example of divine restoration. That person who is down today might not be down forever. Amen. You've got to be able to say within yourself, hold on, I can see them through the lens of Christ, that God has high potential for them. We all remember Peter as the one who denied Christ three times. But he was also the one to whom Jesus asked, do you love me three times? Amen. 
saying, uh, a matter of fact, that he was ultimately interested in uh, restoring him rather than seeing him down, rather than seeing what he was versus what he could be. Amen? Now, if you've been in church, in this church specifically over a year, You've heard the message of Pentecost before, amen? We've usually uh, stayed very focused on that, seeing that we are a Pentecostal church. Uh, but Pentecost has everything to do with one word, and that word is harvest, amen? In ancient Israel, it had everything to do with harvest. Today in Christianity, we, we, uh, uh, we identify it and make sure that we convey the message that it deals with the harvest of souls, because God is still interested in souls. It's the greatest miracle of all, all time. Amen. We could see a creative miracle right here, right now in front of us where God extends someone's limb. Amen. Who, or, or God heals someone's lungs or God heals someone's heart or God uh, delivers someone from brain cancer. But it is nothing in comparison with the salvation of a soul. Hallelujah. There, this year, I'm compelled to do something a little bit different. Amen. And while I am a Pentecostal preacher, I don't know if you could tell, I want to see Acts, while I want to see Acts chapter 2 verse 4, amen, every single Sunday, amen, and I'll read that one just to, just to reiterate it because it's, it's so good for us to know what happened on that day. Acts chapter 2 verse 4 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. We want to focus a lot on that during uh, Pentecostal Sun, uh, Pentecost Sunday. Amen. Uh, but what I long for the most after Acts chapter two, verse four, is to see my people, see my brothers, my sisters experience the after effect of what the Holy Spirit can do. Because there's a whole lot of people, praise God, who can speak with tongues, but they ain't living right. They may have been baptized at one point, and the Bible says that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God doesn't take it away once he's given it. Praise God. He's not one of those givers who give it and take it away. Amen. He actually gives a gift. Praise God. And even Lucifer himself received the gift, and he didn't take it away. What the problem was, was that Lucifer corrupted his anointing. There are a bunch of people singing in the world who used to sing in the church and they corrupted their anointing. Amen. That, you, be it as it may, if you disagree with the point, they still got the voice. They still got the influence, and, but they're influencing in the wrong way because they corrupted the gift that was given to them in the first place. Hallelujah. So God says, I need you, praise God, to understand and, and, and grasp how important it is to have the after effect of what the Holy Spirit can do. Because the gift of the Holy Spirit is like an engagement ring. It's just letting you know, praise God, that you have a husband who is coming for you very soon. Amen. Hallelujah. And he wants you to experience the after effect of intimacy of what he can do in your life. So we're going to take a retroactive approach today, amen, and next week by looking at the end from the beginning, as we stated, amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 40 to verse 47, was the result of an experience and an encounter with the Holy Spirit. It was what we call follow-through. It's what we call staying power. It's what we call keeping power. 
because I praise God. I, I am so impressed by what so many of us can do. But it's not so much about what we can do. It's about what's going on on the inside. It's about what the Holy Spirit continues to do. And if we're yielding to him and allowing the follow through to happen, praise God. One of the things, important things about football or baseball, especially when there is one who is throwing the football or one who is pitching the baseball, there is something, or, or even tennis, when they hit that ball, is something significant about how they end the hit or how they end the throw or how they end the pitch because they, or even a basketball player, they want to have a certain level of follow through with how they perform and they want to continue to engage in the level of practice necessary to operate with a certain level of excellence because discipline is everything no matter what field you are in praise God because there are many things of which that in this world that can distract us and carry us away from being an excellent disciple of our discipline. But so it's so necessary to have a, a great follow through to learn what it is, praise God, to do it and continue to do it until you knock it out of the park. As they say, there are a lot of people who start a thing but never finish it. I don't know if you know anybody like that. The test of time is where we really find out what disciples are made of. Praise God. After a while, you'll really be able to see who's still with you. Jesus said, you got to eat my flesh. You got to drink my blood. A bunch of them said, what? And they left. They didn't follow through to listen to the follow up as to what he was saying by that powerful statement. I'm happy when there's a visitor in the house of worship. Amen. Once again, we welcome all of our visitors. Amen. I, I, I'm especially happy when when we have one that is looking for a place where they can grow and mature in their faith, if they continue to come, praise God, there is a great chance that they will decide to embrace what God's doing in the house. Amen. And as they embrace what God's doing in the house, they're going to find themselves plugged in. And as they get plugged in, God will reveal his will more and more unto their life. Praise God. As we continue in fellowship with one another, there's something important about follow through. Hallelujah. And it doesn't have to be at this house, but it has to be at a house where they preach the unadulterated word of truth. Amen. We, we also see that there are different levels of commitment. There goes that word again. 2021 is the year of commitment. Hallelujah. Commitment is the cause. And because of commitment, we have an effect called growth. It's nice, praise God, for us to, 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 to be committed to whatever's going on, but if I don't know what's going on, then I'm wasting time. Hello. If I'm like wondering, oh, what, what, where, where am I? You see, because it doesn't matter where Bobby is or where Susie is, because if, if Bobby's in his business, but you're in Bobby's business, then who's in your business? Y'all remember that one, right? Amen. Praise God. So so I got to mind my business to make sure that I'm committed and I'm growing in my commitment. Hallelujah. So so commitment is the cause. And because of commitment, we have an effect called growth. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor for every cause. There has to be an effect. Hallelujah. You got to say that with conviction for every cause. There has to be an effect. That's right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. We said it on Wednesday and we'll say it again. Then God said, 
Let there be. <laughs> Milton's favorite verse in the Bible. Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. The cause, church, was what God said. Because if you say it, you can have it. If you speak life, you can have life. If you speak death, you can have death. Hallelujah. That's why the emphasis, praise God, is, 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 is changing language sometimes. Praise God. I love you to death. No, I don't love you to death because I don't want to see you die. I love you to life. Let the world look at you crazy. I do love you to life. Praise God. I wish that you would have life and have it in abundance. I don't want you to have it halfway. I don't want you to experience the darkness because God separated the light from the darkness. Praise God. Check your words. Hallelujah. Check your words. Check your words. Somebody say, I need to change my language. Hallelujah. You got to change your language. There has to be a language change. Hallelujah. Amen. A, a different choice of words. Hallelujah. And, and say, you know what? I want to I yield a more excellent result. I'm tired, praise God, of living in Lodabar. It's time to live above the bar. Hallelujah. Come on. So the cause was what God said, and the effect was that he made a distinction between light and darkness. He, made a dis he distinguished the two. You want the effect, hallelujah, of a, of a healthier life? You got to make healthier decisions. You, you want the effect of a healthier church fellowship? We must have the cause of spending a little time with one another in the joy of the Lord. You want the effect of a more intimate walk with God? You must have the cause of spending time with him in his word. Because of studying his word, you will then have the effect of knowing the mind of God. God, what's on your mind? Hallelujah. God, what's on your mind? The Bible says the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Hallelujah. That means that there's something about their closeness. God can trust you with a secret. He can whisper something in your spirit, hallelujah, and that thing be retained. And, and you say, Lord, I'm going to hold it, and then I'm going to run with it when you tell me to run. So you have the effect of knowing the mind of God, and it is no longer a struggle knowing the will of God because you know the mind of God. If I know his mind, then I know his will. Hallelujah. Even when I don't quite comprehend everything yet, I don't have the pieces of the puzzle all neatly fit together, yet I have all the pieces of the puzzle. Hallelujah. And then what he does is this. He says, my spirit will bring certain things to your remembrance, and when he brings it into your remembrance, he'll drop it in your spirit, and you're able to plug things in and know which direction to go and know when to say yes and know when to say no. I'm only talking to a few of you. Hallelujah. There are frustrated believers today. They are frustrated because they don't know the character, hallelujah, of their brothers and sisters in the faith. And they are frustrated because they don't know the mind of God. There's a lot of frustration, hallelujah, because well, I, 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 I don't quite understand, Lord, hallelujah. There are some things that I don't understand, and that's when i got to lay it at his feet. And if we lay it at his feet, hallelujah, the Bible says he will fill us with the peace of God that passes all understanding. And when he fills us with the peace of God that passes all understanding, I'm able to hear him 
better. Hallelujah. And I'm able to be directed back to his word, and the word causes me to grow. Hallelujah. But our commitment at New Hope Assembly, hallelujah, we're not walking in frustration. We are walking in peace. I said there's a lot of frustrated believers. They ain't here. Hallelujah. Our commitment is to experience the follow through. Hallelujah. I'm not going to lose my balance after I knock that ball, hallelujah, and see it go into the stands for a home run. I'm going to follow through. Hallelujah. There's a follow through in, in our worship. There's a follow through in our corporate gatherings. There's a, there's a follow through that we do when we say, you know what, hallelujah, I don't feel it. I don't want, I don't want to today, but I, nonetheless, I'm getting up and I'm going to continue on the straight and narrow. So above all, we must be careful to know the mind of God because in the world, in the world, hallelujah, there are what the Bible describes as many winds of doctrine. Many winds of doctrine. Did you hear that? These winds of doctrine exist to take us off course. Amen. And if, uh, and, and if we're not careful, we can fall prey to them. We can become the victim of those winds of doctrine. Ephesians 4.14 says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Hallelujah. He makes a very clear point here. There are winds of doctrine. There are things, hallelujah, that can, that can throw us off, hallelujah. Does it match the word? Hello? Does it match the word? The only way you know is if you read it. How many love reading in this place? Could you lift up your hand if you like, like, like to read? All right, put your hand down. If you don't like to read, lift up your hand. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Hallelujah. How many of y'all got a smartphone who said you don't like to read? You got a smartphone? All right, cool. There's an app called Bible Gateway or version. Hallelujah. And there's a button on there. It's called audio. Hit that button. And grow. Grow. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. We just went back to second grade up in here. That was good. Just hit the button. Woo, what a luxury we have in this century. What a luxury we have in this decade. Hallelujah. Just push the button. Tell your neighbor, push the button. Hallelujah. No more excuses. Just hit the button. Hit play. Read it. Grow. It's time to grow. It's time to grow. Come on, church. Somebody give the Lord a round of applause. It's time to grow. Hallelujah. Because if not, you're going to run into something I ran into. I ran into a philosophy teacher in my college years, amen, and the wind of his teaching almost knocked me off my feet. This was not a Christian university. He almost knocked me off my feet. I was like, ooh, you're messing me up. Confusion was all in the atmosphere. So I knew God wasn't there. <laughs> he was in me, but that was not God. But he mingled his philosophy with religious studies, and he began to indoctrinate the students. You know, we got to be real careful with our universities nowadays. Hallelujah. Very careful. 
concerning, hallelujah, putting all this money towards certain schools and they're teaching and indoctrinating people in all sorts of perversions, amen, and lies that contradict the word of God. Hallelujah. The, you know, and, and what do we call that? Propaganda. Hallelujah. But this man was trying so hard to indoctrinate all the students, and he got some severe pushback from a number of us. And I thank God for that boldness that was in the students because it's quite intimidating for some sitting in a class where the authority is such a figure, a man, a man twice, tw uh, twice your age, and, and he's supposed to know this stuff. Hallelujah. And he's, he claims to know the Bible and know Christ, but, but here he was indoctrinating the students, amen, with lies about all religions being the exact same. It was an example of a man who did not rightfully divide the word of truth. Today, the simple answer to this lie would go something like this. Listen to this. If every religion was the exact same, then every faith would accept the deity, the kingship of Jesus. But they don't. And don't get upset with me because he said, do not think I came to bring peace on earth. I came to bring a sword. Hallelujah, meaning that he came to create a separation so that you would be able to rightfully identify that's Jesus versus that ain't my Jesus. I have a loved one who's been trying to convert me for a minute, and I've shared this with some of you all. Praise God. And I said, I said, the Jesus you're talking about is not the Jesus I serve. And you need to be able to know who your Jesus is. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing? In the year 2021, we, we got to have these kind of conversations because so many even in the church have been separated from true history. And now they are having this battle, this internal war within themselves saying, nah, that ain't, that, that, that ain't the gospel. Oh, no, you, you must not have read. Hit the button. Hit the button, hallelujah, because there's some things in this word that, uh, that, 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 are, that, don't, really, that don't really sound so eloquent and pleasing to, to read, but it happened, hallelujah. This is also a history book, and you can't delete that history, hallelujah, can't cancel that, thank you, Lord, hallelujah. You gonna be canceled, but he won't be canceled, hallelujah. The only way, hallelujah, that, 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 that he, hallelujah, could, could identify that all religions are the same is if Jesus could be identified as the king of kings and lord of lords in every religion. Hallelujah. And the only way that could happen is if he, this teacher, had an encounter with the Christ, hallelujah, and the Holy Spirit of the book of Acts. Hallelujah. So let's look, at one, uh, let's look one more time at Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Let me read this real carefully. Hallelujah. Because we got to rightfully divide the word of truth. We got to have follow through in the church. We got to have follow through amongst the believers. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So the responsibility or the cause of the believer is to do four things. Four things to continue in the apostles' doctrine, meaning the word of God, to continue in fellowship. What we are doing is to continue in, my dear friend's not here to identify this one with me, but we got to break bread together. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's so necessary to sit with each other and break bread and have that kind of relationship with each other. And then we need to come together and we need to pray. 
Hallelujah. These are our responsibilities. These are, this is the cause. And then verse 43, look at what verse 43 said. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now, because they continued in the apostles' doctrine, they continued in fellowship, they continued in the breaking of bread, they continued in prayer, hallelujah, then verse 43 gives us these details of the effect the impact of the Holy Spirit, which was the fear of the Lord impacted the people. They began to walk in reverence to God, and God backed up the ministry with signs and wonders. Hallelujah. I don't got to go out there beating my chest saying I am this or new hope is this. Hallelujah. We don't have to do that because the signs and wonders will follow those that believe they are the effect. Hallelujah, of what happens in the church. They are the effect, hallelujah, of what stirs people up and causes them to realize that there is a God in heaven. There is a God, hallelujah, who is at work amongst the people of God. Over 200 years ago, uh, a man said a certain statement. He said, duty belongs to man. Results in the future belong to God. You have a responsibility. We have a duty. <laughs> that word trips me out. <laughs> I don't know if you got little ones, it trips me out. But duty belongs to man. <laughs> duty. Duty is yours. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey Amen. If you, if you don't get it, it's okay. <laughs> Praise God. Okay. All right. Okay. We got out of our system. So, <laughs> responsibility belongs to man. Results in future belong to God. Hallelujah. You do what you are supposed to do in the natural. Hallelujah. God does the supernatural. You go out there and you evangelize. Hallelujah. And you love on somebody and you tell them I love you to life and you encourage them and you cry with them. Hallelujah. You go through it with them. If they ask you to go one mile, the Bible says go with them two. Hallelujah. Some of us are like, nah, I'll do a mile and a half. Go with them the second mile. Hallelujah. I don't really feel like it. No, get up. Go with them the second mile. Hallelujah. Sit on that phone. Listen a little bit longer because they got something to say. I remember calling a certain gentleman who visited our church some time ago. And, and when I talked to him on the phone, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be great. I'm just going to call him and uh, just tell him thank you for visiting. Next thing you know, 45 minutes passed. But he just needed to be heard. Hallelujah. Sometimes we need to separate time because you remember nobody's got time, but everybody's got to make time. You got to make time. You made time to be here today. Somebody made time to listen to this live stream today. Hallelujah. Because what? The responsibility belongs to us, but results in the future belong to God. The, the apostles, amen, the believers didn't go out there saying, I want a sign, I want to wonder. No, they just did what God told them to do. And God provided the results. Hallelujah. God provided the results. As we are about to enter into this harvest season, because we're talking about Pentecost, as we enter into this harvest season of 2021, we can rejoice because the God of all creation granted us the grace to press through. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody, somebody in the house made it their duty, their responsibility to lay their worries at the feet of Jesus and learn to trust him for the best results to their situation. 
Some things you just had to release and say, God, you're just going to have to take care of this. And because you did that, he was able to provide some results. He was able to do some things because you stopped, hallelujah, and he started. Someone, hallelujah, made it their responsibility to learn the mind of God by studying the word. And because the disciple matured in discipline, the word has yielded good results. That's all the word is going to do. The word of God, praise God, when we pray, and you know, you can't read this book like any other book. You need to take it to prayer before you read it. You say, Lord, help me to understand. Help me to grow. Help me to develop. And he will. And he will cause you to rightfully divide the word of truth. And while someone's speaking, boom, an answer comes because he brought it back to your remembrance. But he can't bring it back to your remembrance if you never read it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody made it their duty to go out into the world and share the gospel by word and deed. And because of your obedience, someone made a decision for Christ. They may not have made a decision right there at that moment, but they received your seed. They can't argue with that because the seed is there. Then somebody else came and watered that seed. But it was ultimately God who gave the increase. Hallelujah. And that's what he's doing in this harvest season. Hallelujah. The harvest is upon us, church. Hallelujah. Why? Because a seed was sown into fertile soil when you said yes to God. And God heard your yes. And by default, as a result of obedience to the word of God, whatever was complicated converts to simple. I like verse 46. This is very good. Look at verse 46 in the same chapter. Not quite the last verse, but next to last. The Bible says, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Simple. Simple. Simplicity of heart. Oh, Lord, help me not to overcomplicate my walk with you. Let me, not, let me not overthink this thing. Let me just, let me just enjoy it. Yes. Hallelujah. You know, there's something nice about just walking in joy. <clears throat> I don't have to get so deep all the time. We can just enjoy the walk, enjoy the walk of faith. Praise God. Those 66 books of the Bible, there is one portion, one sentence that is dedicated to a certain man. One or two in the book of Genesis. His name was Enoch. The Bible says simply that he walked with God, and he was no more, for God made a rapture happen. There was a rapture that just, you tell me the rapture ain't going to happen? Oh, yeah, it is. It happened before. It'll happen again. A taken away. He walked with God, and he was no more. Enoch kept it simple. Enoch just walked with God. That, that thing that you're doing, all you got to do is just walk it out. Walk it out with joy. Hallelujah. Walk it out. I know I, I, I like to read the text. I like to read a whole lot, but sometimes I have to stop and reflect. Lord, this is so simple. I don't have to sit here and pull out my... I don't want to pull nothing out. I'm trying to keep it together. Hold it. I was thinking yesterday, what can I do to make this little spot grow? I was like, what's going on, Lord? Hold it. We're almost in seven years. It's going to make me work for it. <laughs> Praise God like Jacob. 
And then another seven years. Not that complicated. There's no stress in serving God. You know that there are preachers who are sick in their body because of ministerial stresses, because of stress in, from the pulpit and their office. I, don't, I ain't into all that. This is not a result. This is not a result of stress, just so you know. Praise God. I just want, you know, even if the grays come out right here, just a little glory. And I come out one day with a veil like Moses because the glory is just shining. Lord, I'd rather that. I don't want the open spot. Praise God. Well, my wife, nowadays, you can take an iPhone and, and get real close. And she's like, you can't see it, so let me take a picture. Like, don't do that. Keep it simple. <laughs> Keep it simple. Praise God. Y'all see Chuck back there, but he could grow it out like Fabio. <laughs> I don't know if you know it. Praise God. Talk about. <laughs> but this walk is simple. Hallelujah. We ain't going to walk around here pulling our hair out. Because we don't know what to do. And God, this is crazy. I don't feel like, no, enjoy the walk. Hallelujah. Adopt the attitude of Enoch. Just walk with God. Just keep it, hallelujah, in the joy of the Lord. All you got to do is continue to walk daily. That's what he said. Verse 46, they continued, so continuing daily with one accord. One accord. One accord. There are no two chords. There's one accord in the temple and breaking bread. Everybody here likes that. Y'all are sitting here looking at me talking about when is it going to be time to break bread? Right after service. Give me three more hours. Breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. There was relationship. I want to be with you. I want to be around you. I care about you. I love you. Hallelujah. I want the very best. This is, this is not burdensome. Hallelujah. Do what you love, they say, and you will never work a day in your life. You ever heard that? Hallelujah. Do what you love and you will never work a day in your life. This is, it. This is, this is the work of the Lord. It's the work of the Lord. It belongs to him. All we're doing is walking in the joy. All we're doing is walking, hallelujah, with simplicity of heart. People looking at you talking about, why you ain't mad? I'm, I'm just simplicity of heart. Ain't nothing. I, I, I am not carrying any weight on me. I am not stressed out for anything. I am just enjoying this process. Hallelujah. There are things that many times I overcomplicate. And when, when, but when we're under the, the covering of God's will, all we got to do is simply enjoy the simplicity of being in his presence, of being in fellowship with one another. Hallelujah. Praise God. He is the one who turns that frown upside down. Hallelujah. Whatever it was that was troubling me. Hallelujah. It was troubling me. It is not troubling me now. Hallelujah. Churches exist that, that overcompensate in the tangible realm because they don't draw any strength from the supernatural realm. I'll say it again. There are churches that overcompensate in the tangible realm trying to impress you. Hallelujah. Overwhelmingly to keep your attention. 
hallelujah, with lights and, 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 and all of that. And I'm not, I have no beef with the lights. Amen. I have no problem with the lights, but, but, but when, you, when you overdo it just because there's no true power. Because the, because the Holy Spirit, praise God, is like it, you're not really allowing him space to flow. That's where we got a problem. There's no drawing of the strength from the invisible God. And that's where we got to draw strength from. I can handle college algebra. I didn't like it, but I can handle it. That's right, Steph. I can handle it, but I rejoice on the occasions when, when I can learn something. Praise God. In a room full of third graders. Just concerning basic math. The Bible says, out of the mouth of babes, you have perfected praise. Look at all those children that we have in our church. They don't complicate it. That's why he says, praise God, we got to have the heart of children. Amen. Praise God. I know there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. But that just means how much more we should depend on the Father. That just shows us how much more we should just relax and, and just lay it at the Father's feet. Hallelujah. There's a beautiful baby back there just napping. Hallelujah. And she's just enjoying the moment. She hears me in the background and the words getting into her subconscious. Amen. Praise God. But there's a simplicity there. God loves, praise God, to watch some of you all sleep. You know why? Because all the drama's out the way. He's like, you know how you were about the little ones, about the children? I, just, I wish you would go to sleep. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. God's the same way. He's talking about you. He's like, go to sleep. Take a nap. Quit the, quit, because there's some things, praise God. Some moments where you need to renew your strength. Praise God. You need to be refreshed. Hallelujah. Praise God. I am convinced there are some things that are out there just to provoke us unnecessarily. And one of my favorite things in 2021 has been that television off. Because there's a lot of crazy stuff, and then and it, and it don't stop. It don't stop, because because good news doesn't really sell for the world. Good news, hallelujah. If something's good, you don't have to really struggle to sell it. Hallelujah. If something's good, if something's rich, and you know it, that's why the Bible says, "Taste and see that the Lord is good." Because when you taste it and you see that the Lord is good, you're gonna keep coming back. You're gonna say, "I want more. I want more." When you really say, "God, I, okay, here I am." I'm going to sit myself down, hallelujah, and I'm going to read this thing. He will fill you. He will fill you so that you have the power to follow through. We see a beautiful follow through as believers, amen, in conclusion. And we know that God is doing it because there's a shift in the atmosphere of praise. There is also an aroma of the favor of God and favor with men. That's what they experienced in verse 47, look at verse 47 again. It says, they were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Hallelujah. When we, when we follow through, you see, because something great happened in the beginning of Acts chapter 2. I encourage you to read Acts chapter 2 this week. Amen. The entirety of that chapter. And when you read it, praise God, you're going to understand why we, why we were so emphatic upon the topic of follow through. Follow through as believers. Hallelujah. There is an aroma of the favor of God and the favor of men. And not that we are seeking men's favor, but because we have the attention of the Father. Hallelujah. Through our worship, God causes men to look favorably 
upon the good things which the Lord is doing in our lives. There was a man by the name of King Saul in the Old Testament. And King Saul made the mistake of falling into the temptation of seeking the favor of men. That's not what we're talking about. We are not after being, hallelujah, favored by men. What he did in 1 Samuel chapter 15 was a terrible thing. Hallelujah. Sometimes you have to obey God. Listen to what I'm saying. Because you know that the, even, even though you know that the crowd may disapprove. There are some things you got to do out of obedience unto God. In spite of the fact that the crowd may disapprove. Hallelujah. But Saul said to himself, it's easier to do things my way. Because then I won't suffer any opposition. Jesus said, woe to the man who everybody speaks good of. Everybody's singing your praises. Be mindful. They're singing Hosanna this week. And next week, they'll say crucify him. Hallelujah. They're smiling at you. And they're like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, good job, good job. Next week, they give you that side eye. Something can happen. But the believers are not so. That's, 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 that, that's an attitude of winds of doctrine and an unstable man. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Meaning, if you're unstable, praise God, and because of being double-minded, there is a consistency about waving in so many areas of your life that people begin to say, that's part of your personality. That's who you are. And that's a sad thing to say. Hallelujah. And that's why the Bible says, let your yes be yes. And your no be no. And it's difficult, praise God, because sometimes it requires you to do it and press through even though you're trembling because you know it's not going to yield the best results that are most favorable in the moment. But in eternity, you're doing what you got to do for the glory of God. And if you're doing it for the glory of God in obedience to his word, then God is going to say, I'm going to pour out my blessing upon you so much so that you do not have room to receive it. Hallelujah. So it's in your obedience that you truly experience the favor of God. Because that's what it was. God poured out his spirit in the book of Acts chapter 2. And towards the end of Acts chapter 2, they followed through. And as they followed through, hallelujah, they were showing God their level of obedience. They said, we're going to continue to walk in the apostles' doctrine. We're going to continue to walk in the word, in fellowship, in the breaking of bread. And we're going to continue to walk in prayer. Hallelujah. Winds of change may come. They may go. But here we are. What did the CDC say this week? Hallelujah. Go ahead and do this and do that. Make these modifications. Go ahead and adjust your life. Try to get back to this place. Okay, fine. Thank you very much. I appreciate your expertise. Now, hallelujah, as we continue to go forward, what do we do concerning God? Hallelujah. One of the beauties of New Hope Assembly, I got to praise God for this, and not only our church, but many others. They didn't stop when everybody else stopped. Hallelujah. They didn't say, well, we're just going to let it roll, and we're going to let it quit, and we're going to just lay out and die. No. 
And I give a shout out to the churches that are mega, amen, out there. And they continue, praise God, to speak the word, even though the people weren't out there. Brothers and sisters in California, even today, hallelujah, as I said, unfortunately, there are churches in Canada where the pastors have been arrested because they tried to have church. You think we got problems? They, uh, they find everybody in the church um, in, uh, uh, in the northwest region of Canada $2,400 just for doing what we're doing. Canada, I'm talking about the Western world. Hallelujah. You think we, you, got, we, you, you got a problem? I got a problem? Oh, by no means. We got brothers and sisters who are going through it. Hallelujah. In different regions. Thank God we're in this beautiful state, amen, where we, can, we have a lot of liberties. Hallelujah. But I don't know. It would be just a struggle for me to say, well, I guess we ain't going to get back together. I guess we'll wait till 2030. Hallelujah. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Continue steadfastly in the word. Continue steadfastly in fellowship, in the breaking of bread. We don't really know what persecution is. You don't. That's why, hallelujah, we look, we look sometimes like with deer and like a deer in the headlights because we think, oh, okay, oh, wow. You know, but no, this is real. Hallelujah. This is real. So we have a responsibility to walk in obedience we have a responsibility to have follow through. Amen. So obedience is the cause. The favor of God is the effect. Hallelujah. And his unmerited favor, it is a gift for all who would receive it. 